when I was a kid, there was a lot of secrets. Like I could actually see my parents saying secrets to each other and it drove me crazy. To me, transparency is very important within the family. Of course, it has to be age appropriate. But from a very young age, they knew we loved to talk to them. And so they very openly discussed everything with us. Then I believe that kids need to feel that, you know, they have a safe place to fall. When it comes to building a business empire online while intentionally cultivating a thriving life at home with kids, well, there is no roadmap. It's not easy. But the great news is we're not alone. We live in a crazy world that is truly unlike any other time in our history. And if you're like me, you've got an impact of your own to make. But you're not willing to sacrifice your relationship with those that you love in order to get it. My name is Stephanie Dove Blake, and this is the Powerful Parenting Journey podcast, where we'll journey together to learn what it means to be a truly powerful parent. Let's go. From the vibrant landscapes of Canada to the vast reaches of the digital world, they have charmed millions with their genuine spirit, infectious laughter, and heartwarming family moments. Known affectionately as the B family, they have become household names with online skits, parodies, challenges, the B family podcast, and so much more. And it's all centered around the joys and jolts of family life. So today I am buzzing with excitement see what I did there, as we're joined by the incredible Rosanna Burgos, the mama bee of this hive. Rosanna and her family have turned their everyday experiences into like literally global entertainment, garnering billions, guys, not millions, billions of views and dedicated fan base that spans the continents. From web development and marketing to receiving YouTube play buttons and prestigious awards, they have come a long way since those early Vine days. But beyond the accolades, they've collaborated with big names like Johnson & Johnson, Regal Cinemas, and Toyota, and they have made their mark on media outlets like BuzzFeed, Good Morning America, and so many more. Now, speaking of making a mark... Today, we are going to dive into what it's like to have been raising kids in the limelight with all of those billions of views, as well as how Rosanna and her husband teach their kids about cyber bullies and the dangers of sexual predators online. And lastly, I've been so impressed by Rosanna's posts and stories on Instagram that we're actually going to talk about the dangers of putting your kids online and some of the genius things that she has implemented and taught her kids from the very beginning from everything that she's learned. So whether you're here for the tales of their journey or the behind the scenes of their popular videos or understanding the heartbeat of the B family, today's episode is going to be unbelievably special. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, without further ado, let's dive in with the radiant Rosanna Burgos. All right, you guys, welcome to the Powerful Parenting Journey podcast. I am here with a very special guest today. And it's so cool because I got uh, introduced to this guest and I didn't actually know that I knew who this guest was until I started looking online. And I found out I have actually been following this guest for a really long time. Her and her family are just uber talented and um, they have been an inspiration for so many and brought so many laughs uh, to just the whole world, honestly. And I have been following Rosanna and, uh, sorry, it's Rosanna Burgos and she's on with us today. And we're going to be talking about so many incredible things. So you're going to want to tune in, find a comfy spot and listen up because she's got so much wisdom to share after having her family online for decades now. I mean, at least a decade and a half. 
Um, and, and learning what it means to live with this reality of screens in our homes, being on screens, having kids that are online and, and what that looks like. And there's some very real lessons that she's learned. And I've asked her to come on so that we can have a conversation so that we can all grow and learn together and, and do well for our kids. And so Rosanna, thank you so much for coming on. I'm so blessed to have you. Thank you, Stephanie. What an intro. Wow. Uh, well-deserved. Um, but so you know, sweet. Thank you. I wanted to dive in because, um, I, you know, you guys probably heard the intro that I, I had on here before. I mean, they have done some really incredible things and created content online where they have generated billions of views, not like just millions, but like cumulatively billions of views on their videos. And, and this is, this is content that is their family. It's, it's their whole family. And so their their family is they have a family of four. It's Andreas, Rosanna, Roberto, and and Gabby, and um, they are everywhere. I mean, literally, I have laughed so hard so many times with with the different videos that have come up over the years. Um, but the most powerful thing I think that I would love for us to talk about today is the fact that as a family who has has been in the limelight. You guys are such a, a beautiful, strong family. And again, I know you, you're like, we're not perfect, but at the same time, you're showing up powerfully. And that's 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 an evidence in your kids and how they're showing up in the world. And so I would love for you just to talk to us a little bit about what it's been like raising your kids in the limelight. Wow, that's that's a broad question. It has been a blessing and a curse, to be perfectly honest with you, because we didn't know what we were stepping into when we first started this journey. It was all about, you know, I mentioned earlier that my husband is a techie like you. And so in the Vine days, you know, early on, my husband's like, oh, there's this app and you can share stuff and it's six seconds. And we were always naturally funny. Like we love to laugh. That's what attracted me to my husband to begin with was he has a great sense of humor. I love to laugh. And so we started this journey and it was never with the intent of becoming quote unquote famous. You know, I'm, I'm an introvert. People don't believe that I'm an introvert, but my perfect day consists of me being in my home with a cup of tea and a book. Oh, I love that. And so, you know, this started and you know, we've had incredible opportunities as a family that we would not have otherwise had if we didn't put ourselves out there. When you put yourself out there, you are welcoming the good and the bad. And so that for me meant as the matriarch of our family, that I had to be two steps ahead of the game. And it is a game of what can hurt us. What can hurt my family? What can hurt my marriage? Why am I doing this? At the end of the day, what do I want to be known for? And it's that really that awareness, that conscious being of at the end of the day, you can have all the money in the world, but I'm not willing to sacrifice my family and my children. Mm-hmm. That is so, so good. So Rosanna, how did you have the wisdom to know to think that way? I mean, I feel like so many parents nowadays are running around and they're, you know, their kids are online, they're doing all the things and they're not necessarily living the life that you have lived. But the fact is, is our kids are online and a lot of parents don't actually come to the realization that they need to be thinking that way. So what caused you to have that wisdom to come into it with that mindset? I think that for me, I didn't want to repeat 
patterns that I had had when I was a kid. I felt very disconnected from both my parents um, at a very young age. I felt, I don't want to be like you. And I always planned when I would have my own children, what kind of parent I would be like, what kind of environment I want to raise them in, who I want them to be. You know, the vision is that when they're 25 years old, will they stand on their own two feet? Will they be good people? Will they add value to the world? Or will they be, you know, repeating cycles of trauma and dysfunction that I myself had? And so I had to, you know, really break through and really take time away. And I think that that's what people don't do. You know, you hear the buzzword of meditation a lot. You know, meditation is really just sitting with your thoughts. And letting things come up and planning and organizing, observing. And I think that people don't do that enough. You know, if we don't have the radio on, we have the television on. Or we're constantly talking or there's constantly noise. But it's really in those moments of silence when you can really sit with yourself and allow what comes up, the good, the bad, and the ugly. And to really notice what do you want to change? What do you want to become? What do you want to evolve? And I think that that's one of the main things that people miss. They miss the mark when it comes to being a parent. And I've heard you talk about this on a couple of the the videos that you guys have put out about parents living distracted. Mm. Can you talk to us about kind of what you're observing and like what your thoughts are on how a lot of parents are living distracted? Totally. And I want to preface this, preface, preface, preface. I'm a Latina. Sometimes I get English wrong. (laughs) So I just want to say like, I'm not a perfect parent. I'm not a perfect mother. I've made a ton of mistakes, but based on what I have observed in the world, in my circle of friends and what I see online is that people, parents, adults are more concerned with what celebrities are doing. They know what celebrities are doing, but they don't know what their kids are doing. Oh, yeah. Which is wild. Um, They're so focused on making as much money as they can so they can impress people with fancy cars and fancy homes and fancy jewelry and fancy purses. And so there's that constant like, you know, uh, hustle mentality, got to work, 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 work. And yes, we do need to work, you know, to be perfectly honest, money makes the world go round and we all need it. But it's that presence, I believe that's missing. We are not present with our children, our thoughts, even when we're with our kids, our thoughts are with someone else or doing something else. Or, you know, I see a lot of people, um, attached to peers. Dr. Gabor Mate talks about how, you know, kids are too attached to their peers. And I would argue that they get that because parents are attached to their peers. Oh, amen to that. Oh, that's so good. You know, they're worried about um, their parties on Friday and Saturday and, and having a couple of drinks with it. You know, I'm not against, but take your kids out on Friday night, go to the movies, go bowling. That was something that we did from very early on. And so now that my kids are 17 and 18, it's funny because they'll be like, so are we going out on Saturday? And I take that as such a compliment where my teenagers like to spend time with us because we're fun. 
we observe what do they like? What are the things they like? Let's go do that. What are the foods that they like? Let's go eat that. And so for them, it's like, my parents are cool. Yes. And if I can interject on that point, because it's, it's, um, from again, from a video that I watched, it, it it was your kids and it wasn't just that you're fun though. You laid a, a foundation and groundwork where your kids feel respected and they feel heard. Mm-hmm. And I think that's so powerful because you can be the fun parent and still have that disconnection, you know, where they can trust you for the fun, but they can't trust you for the deep things that are going on in their heart. And you know, that you're not necessarily that safe place for them. It's safe to have fun, but it's not safe to trust their heart to. And I feel like you're so right. And I'm not sure who that doctor is. I'm going to enter, I'm going to figure out who they are now and I'm going to learn. But I see that often, like you said, where teens don't find that connection, that deep connection, and they do find it in, in their relationships. And I, I hate it whenever I'm having a conversation and the parent is like, yeah, well, you know, they're teens and this is what they do. You know, they don't want to hear from us anymore. And it's like, no, no, no. That's like a symptom of something that's gone wrong rather than the standard by which we should expect our teenagers to live by. And so um, what you've done though, as far as, you know, for one, being the fun parent and and doing those things and, and, and you take the time to find out what are they interested in so that you can create that fun atmosphere but what are some of the things that you've done in order to build the connection and the relationships on the side of respect and on the side of helping them feel seen and heard? I think that from a very young age, so, you know, from a very young age, we enjoyed talking to them. And so they knew that we enjoyed talking to them. We would have conversations. We regularly have family meetings where, you know, I'll send a message, family meeting guys, and we'll sit on the couch and we discuss openly. When I was a kid, there was a lot of secrets. Like I could actually see my parents saying secrets to each other and it drove me crazy. To me, transparency is very important within the family. Of course, it has to be age appropriate. But from a very young age, they knew we loved to talk to them. And so they very openly discussed everything with us. Then I believe that kids need to feel that, you know, they have a safe place to fall where they can make mistakes. They can do the craziest stuff because they're kids, like they're learning, their brains are not fully developed, I think, until they're 25. Yes, 25. Isn't that crazy? You know, and and there's households where like a kid will make a mistake and the parents will freak out. You know, my, my dad was very much like that. If you drop the glass, if you broke something, he would lose his mind. And it's like, that's going to happen. <laughs> we all make mistakes. I still spill stuff all the time. And so having a, a safe place where you're able to make mis- mistakes, where you can be authentically yourself, where you don't have to be someone you're not to impress your parents. Mm. Rosanna, that causes us as parents and I'm I'm saying this tongue in cheek because like I, I ascribe to this mentality and I think that parenting grows us as human beings. But what you just said requires us as parents not to have our own preconceived needs from our children in order to allow them to show up as who they are. Because otherwise, what what happens, right? We we reflect back and it's like, oh, if you're that way, then I did something wrong and I can't be wrong or I can't be a bad parent because you just made that decision. 
So we make it about us rather than about them and where they are. So what would you say to that? Like, how would you combat that? Because essentially you have to set yourself aside, I would say, in order to be able to receive your kid right where they are. What's going on? I think that parents need to realize why they had kids to begin with. And I don't think people really ask themselves that question. Why did you have children? Did you have children so that they can fulfill something that you didn't do? Are they there to show the world what an awesome person you are? And that is reflected through your parenting. You know, we need a, with my husband and I, we joke, you need a driver's license to drive, but you don't need a license to have a kid. Yeah. So, so crazy. And here we are responsible for this human being, for this fresh, beautiful mind. And people don't think twice about the things that they do, that they say, that has a lasting impact impact on these kids. Mm-hmm. And so yeah. I think it's it's that mindfulness. It's that intention. What is your intent raising this child? Yeah. Are you observing them? Like, so with my son from early on, I knew he loved music. He loves classical music. Like he loves crooner music. Oh, wow. And so when I, yeah. And I had a family member say to me, slap a pair of skates on that kid and make him a boy. <laughs> no, make him a man, even worse. Oh. And, and I said, but that's not him. And so if I did that, it would go contrary to who he is. And I allowed him to select what he wanted to do. And I observed what are the things he loves? What are his passions? What are his likes? What are his dislikes? And so I didn't need to prove to anyone else that my son was a man and manly enough. And, you know, because now that he's 18 and he has this crooner voice and he can sing and now everyone's like, how did, how did he become like that? How do you raise a kid like that? I said, by listening, by observing, by honoring who he was by not making him something that he wasn't. Mm. Goodness gracious, there's so much wisdom that you're you're spewing. So I hope everybody who's listening is taking notes and also too, just having an open heart um, to receive what whatever it is that you might need to receive on this podcast because our, our you know the what's at stake is is the hearts and minds of our children, right? And speaking of that, something that you've talked about on on Instagram, and if you guys don't follow Rosanna, you need to go find her on Instagram and follow her. Um, but one of the things that she has talked about is um, the cyberbullying and you know these keyboard warriors and you know gross sexual predators and and things that can happen online. And there's some things that you've learned that I feel like would be really important uh, to share with everybody who's listening, so that they can re- realize kind of what's out there and. And uh, so I guess it's twofold. One is how you talk to your kids about these cyberbullies, narcissists, these people who come at you through the screen. And then secondarily, any kind of wisdom that you have around being careful online as to not to expose yourself in a way that could be taken advantage of. So the first question was, how do we talk to our kids? Um, So every step of the way, we openly communicate with them. Like, I don't know if you've noticed, but you know, my daughter, I don't dress her a certain way. In our videos, there's a lot of bloggers, content creators, where if you go on their channel, their little girls are 
dressed in gymnastics clothing or their bellies are showing or they're wearing high heels or, you know, to me that you're, you're, you're using your child as a sacrificial lamb. Hey, powerful parents, Stephanie here. I hope you're enjoying the show so far. Did you know that statistics show that 88% of Americans say they eat dinner with their family every night or a few times a week? I think that's a pretty awesome stat. But if you're anything like me and you're an entrepreneur, then after a day filled of putting out fires and maybe various events testing your patience, sometimes it's hard to think of questions that can help you really connect with your kids beyond the standard, how was your day? When my kids were just littles, I put together a list of questions to solve this problem and to help us have something to connect with over dinner time. And now I would love to share my curated dinner questions with you. This is good for littles and for bigs. There's lots of different varying questions in there. And these questions are going to help to ensure that the conversation is not just lively, but will bring you closer to your children while you enjoy a delicious meal together. As a listener of this podcast, you can get access to these questions at www.powerfulparentingtribe.com. Once you're there, make sure to type in your best email and I'll have my team shoot over the questions for you. Once you get the questions, I encourage you to make this a family affair. Print them out. Have your kids help you cut them out. We even grabbed a mason jar and my kids decorated it. And that's where we put all of our questions. And that same mason jar still sits on or near our dinner table to this day. We've been using these questions for close to eight years now, and I've really enjoyed the fun conversation and connection that's come from them. I hope your family enjoys them as much as mine have. Again, that's www.powerfulparentingtribe.com. Now back to the show. For these predators, and there are predators, there's a lot of predators. And so even with all the, the the things I tried to do to protect my family, there would still be predators coming around. And so with our kids, it was very much, you know, my daughter's like, I want to wear this. I'm like, you can't wear that on the video. But why? I said, because people are going to interpret that a different way. She's like, but, but that's not our problem. I said, it is because I'm your mother. Mm, and above wow. all else, I need to protect you. And if we're going to do this and we're going to create content and try to make the world laugh. I need to do it in a way where people don't look at you like that. Mm. I hate that that is the world we live in, but I I absolutely love that you are a strong enough woman to have made that stand on behalf of your daughter. I think that that is beautiful. And I I wish more people would do that. It makes me teary because it just, there's so many young young ladies who are exposed in ways and and just the nastiness of the world just comes at them because- they were in a gymnastics outfit or they chose to wear a crop top or, or something, you know? And so it is a sad world, but I think that that's beautiful that you've protected her in that manner. What about just the meanness? Not even just the, you know, you've got the sexual side, but then you just got haters, just people who like your nose is too big or like, yeah. <laughs> you know, like how do you talk to your kids about that and kind of help them to have thick skin and process that? So the way that I talk to my kids is based on what I have observed from my friends, my peers, people that I admire, people that I would go to for advice, people who are successful, who are building something, who are working towards their dreams. They're so busy working, planning, organizing, strategizing. These people are not wasting their time online hating on other people. And so what I tell my kids is, imagine someone who is too afraid to take risks, who doesn't know who they are, 
who would rather hate on someone building a dream than working on their own dream. Like, this is what I want to tell haters is that same time that you're taking, making videos about us or hating on us, or those two seconds you're taking as a comment, use that time on yourself, focus on yourself, focus on your career, focus on your dreams, focus on your health, on your physical health, on your mental health. Like, don't waste time on me. Yeah. Like, I'm living my dream. I've accomplished everything I've set out to do in life. If I were to die tomorrow, I'm good. But that's because I didn't spend the last 20 years hating on other people. I observe them. The women that I admire, that I look up to, I observe how they spoke, how they carried themselves, the things that they said, how they breathe. And that's what you should be doing is pinpoint the people that you want to become like. What are the traits that they have, the characteristics that they possess? And duplicate that in your own way, in your own true essence. And so with the kids, when I put it like that to them, they're like, yeah, mama, I feel sorry for them. Mm. So it takes the power away from their words, essentially. Exactly. Mm. Exactly. Claim your power. Take it back. Oh, that's so good. I love that. Another thing that I feel like you have done powerfully, which is neat because I don't feel like people talk about this a lot, but I know it's kind of a goal of every parent is that you want to create a very safe environment in your home. And most of the time you want to be that house that all of your kids' friends come to. But most importantly, you really want your kids to always want to return home. In a video that I watched, I saw that your your kids were just talking about how they love being at home. (laughs) Like they, they love it. And there was interesting because myself, I'm like, I'm a little bit loud. I get, I'm excitable. Um, I'm a little bit of an extrovert. I am also, I I feel like I'm like right in the middle, extrovert, introvert. Um, but my kids are, when we're together, they are loud. We're, we're so loud. And it almost drives me totally crazy because sometimes it's like too much sensory overload, you know? What she said was like, it's, it's always so quiet in our home and there's this peace and I feel safe. And, and separately, she loves being with her brother and she loves being with you guys. And okay. So talk to me about what were the, you had to have been intentional about what were the intentional things that you did in order to create that environment in your home? So I think what it came down to was when I was a kid my house was very loud. And when I say loud, (laughs) I mean, there was a lot of fighting like a bomb would go off uh, at any minute. And my dad would be like kicking a wall or punching a wall or, you know, they would be fighting with each other. And I would go to my room and I'd I'd start crying because when you're a kid, you don't understand adult conflict. My parents started talking about how we had no money. And so at 13, I went and got a job at Kentucky Fried Chicken. I, I lied about my age. And I started working. And what I would do is I would take the money that I made, like, like back then, I think I was making $6 an hour, something like, and I would take the money and put it in my mom's wallet because I felt guilty that, you know, my parents are having all these money troubles and they're fighting and there's all this chaos. This is the little bit that I can do. And so when I was a child, I didn't feel safe in my home. So when I had children, the volume on the television came down. 
I don't like loud noise, mostly because it dysregulates me and my nervous system. And so my home, I like to have it calm. I usually have candles lit. It's very peaceful when we speak to each other. You know, like I grew up where everything was yelling. Like even when you're happy, you're yelling. (laughs) (laughs) Give me the milk. (laughs) You know, and so now my, our tone is very relaxed and calm. Like people say to me, mama B, I, I can hear your voice and it relaxes me. And because that's what I needed as a kid. And again, the environment is very much supporting them and what they want to do and really teaching them. If you're going to step out of the house, if you're going to spend time with people, make sure that it's valuable. Like, you know, your company has to be sweeter than my solitude. Ooh, yes. Ooh, that is so good. That raises the bar. Wow. Because my solitude, I love myself. And it's really teaching the kids how to love themselves. When you are alone, you are never alone. You're with your best friend. No one will ever love you more than you love yourself. And so it's really fostering that self-love, giving them that environment where it's calm, it's safe, so that if they do want to spend time with people, absolutely, you have to socialize. But it has to be an energy exchange. What are you getting out of it? It's so good. I think as adults, as parents, just as humans, we need that in general. So I'm you know, I imagine you exercise that for yourself. You're not just teaching your kids that, but I'm just sitting here thinking like, wow, an energy exchange. Like, but it's so funny because I think about where we choose to spend our time. And I think for our family, that's kind of naturally happening, especially in my own life. It's like, nah, I, my energy is best spent at home. Like I want to be here with the kids. I don't want to go out and do that. I want to be here, you know? And so, man, that is so powerful. And I love the solitude. I, I think that we do have a real big problem in America in general. And I think it does have a lot to do with screens, but I think it's also a problem of the humankind right now where we're not willing to go inward and we just, we stay distracted and it's, it's extra easy right now, right? The default is picking up your phone or turning on Netflix or turning on YouTube, right? Because it's entertaining. It's quick dopamine hits, right? And and the brain is wired to get us those as much as we possibly can, as fast as we possibly can. But our spirit is wired for something different. It's wired for connection and for knowing ourselves and peace. And I love that you bring that into your home and you've, you've figured that out for your family. And, I, and there's a quote, I'm going to get it wrong, but it essentially says that the voice of today uh, your voice uh, today in your child's life is the voice in their head after they leave your home. And so um, how much do we want as parents for the voice that they hear in their head that is a replication of what they've heard for the first 18 years of their life, it being one that brings peace, that brings wisdom and and echoes you know, all of these good things that they learned those first 18 years. But that can't happen unless we're intentional, right? And like we can't be intentional unless we take that time for ourselves to be like, what do I want? So I, I love that you've articulated that that's, that's essentially what you've done. Like you've, 
you said what what you've taken the time and said what do I want for my kids and what kind of person do I want to be and how do I want to show up as a mother and you have created that in your home. I just think that's beautiful. One other thing I I would love to talk about. I know we're we're getting close to time. I've lost all track of time. You're so amazing. I've gotten lost in our conversation. <laughs> um, I'm just looking up. I'm like, whoa, it's what time? Okay. But and I want to be respectful of your time. I think that one of the the things that I also would love to make sure that we do talk about is uh, your ideals around transparency. Um, you mentioned it briefly earlier, but what does it mean to be transparent with your kids and your kids? Because they're going to reciprocate. And and again, I want to encourage you guys, look up the Be Family podcast. Um, I didn't find it on Spotify, but I found it on YouTube. And um, oh man, just so much awesome wisdom in this interview they did with their kids. And you can see it. Their kids are very emotionally intelligent. Again, nobody's perfect. And we don't ever want to put one family on a pedestal, but you guys have figured some really great things out and you can see it whenever your kids show up and they talk about how they were parented. They're 17 and 18. We're not talking about like tweens here. These are young adults who are saying, this is what worked for us. This is what showed up. And one of the things that they they mentioned multiple times was that they felt like they were respected and that there was a level of trust and, and transparency there that they really loved that they got from you guys. So talk to us about that transparency. So for me, what I mean about transparency within the family is that from a young age, you know, I grew up with the whole, like children are to be seen, not heard. Um, You know, the adults get the steak, the kids get the hot dogs kind of thing. In my home, it's the opposite. If I'm having steak, my kids are having better steak than I am. I don't know if that makes sense to you. But in my home, I am not the boss. We are all equals. We, you know, we just happen to come from different generations. When I make decisions, it's never my way or the highway, or I'm the boss. This is not a dictatorship. This is what I've decided. And this is why I've decided it. Because I am raising future leaders. I'm raising future fathers, future husbands, future wives, future mothers. So I want them to cognitively understand the thought process behind things. And that means being transparent. Is that transparent about everything? No, again, it has to be age appropriate. Now, you know, at 17 and 18, the conversations that we have, like we often say, guys, we should say this on the podcast. Like the world would love to hear this stuff, but I don't know if other families function the way that we do, where we literally talk about everything. Mm, Wow. And it's very much in a way of, you know, A plus B plus C plus D. And this is how we get to the final. And so some of the best comments I get from my kids is mama, you know, I was in this tough situation and I said to myself, what would mama do? Oh, it's so great. And so to me, what that means to me is I have proven to them that I have their best interest at heart. I have the best of intentions, even if I do make a mistake as a mother, but that internally they have that voice, they have that moral compass. So it starts off with being my voice, but what I want it to become is gradually it's their voice 
that is making the decisions, that knows the difference between right and wrong. And so that's where that transparency comes. It's the building blocks for getting to the finale where I can sit back and look at my kids in front of the world and everyone is clapping for them. And it's like, you did it. You did it. Look who you are. Look what you've become. Look at the voice you are for people. You are goodness. You are light. You are love. You are all that is good and right with humanity. I just had a small part to play. You were an excellent student, and now you are the teacher. Man, that's some serious goals, Rosanna. That's so incredible. Um, do you have five more minutes for one more question? Of course. Okay. <laughs> you mentioned something, and I, I made a note, and I want to make sure that we hit on it because you talked about what it looks like right now for aging up. And so your kids are now, you know, you started making videos when they were younger. I, I don't know. I, I'm guessing they were probably like eight, nine, 10. And now they're 17 and 18 years old. And so parenting looks differently, especially in the light of running the business that you guys have. So can you talk to us about what that transition looks like whenever they're aging up? For sure. I think that this is also another consideration that people online, uh, families, bloggers, whatever you want to call them, don't understand. Because I see families where 10 years ago they were doing gummy food videos and, and fidget spinners. And we did that stuff because that's what the kids liked at the time. And so whatever we filmed, whatever we did was what they were doing anyways. And so we did it in a light where it's the family doing it. And But if we were to do that now, <laughs> my kids are 17 and 18, or what's that that gooey stuff that they like to put their fingers in? slime. There's families that I see who 10 years later, they're still doing slime videos. Oh, oh no. And so it's like, have you asked your kids, what do you like? What are you into now? For sure, your likes and dislikes, like you and I, I'm not the same person I was even six months ago. Imagine doing the same thing 10 years later, because you're hoping to hit those views again. Oh no. Oh, awful. And so for us, it has very much been, what's your passion? What do you love? I love music. I love to sing. And so both kids are on to the next chapter. And so this, again, if we were narcissistic parents, if it was, you know, no, it has to be about me. I have to be the focus. My husband and I are more than willing to pass on the torch. It's about you guys. What do you want to be? Well, we want to be singers. We want to be known for music now. We've done the, t the videos. We did it. We, we were really great at it. And now it's on to the next chapter. And so that's what we're working on. And so it's really being able to let go. Let go of what was. Prepare for what will become. What will be. What is next. And it all comes down to that awareness. And I love that because it's, it's, you're holding, you're holding everything with an open hand. Cause I could imagine if you had success or fame or whatever, and, and this goes for people who don't have a YouTube channel, you know, it might look like your relationship with your kid looked this way and the things that you did look this way. And you like, I, I realized that, um, I used to read books to my kids all the time. We would all sit down, they would color and we would read books together. Um, and it would be chapter books or adventure books, classics, things like that. And I just loved it so much. 
I loved it. Right. But what I started to realize as my kids got older, it didn't have the same effect. <laughs> and I, I had to learn to like allow the phases to happen that my kids are going to grow up. I have to embrace who they are as children, who they are as tweens, who they are as teenagers, and then young adults. And I, there's an analogy that someone shared with me once about just everything that you love, you have to make sure that you're holding it with an open hand because you never know what God's going to do with it. And it could be way better than anything you ever actually thought. And, but you wouldn't know if you've got a clenched fist and you're holding onto it with all your might for it to stay the same and be what you think it needs to be. And so I think that's really powerful. So us making sure we're paying attention and allowing our kids to age up and for us to hold that with an open fist. So I think that for me, I, I regularly check in with myself and I have to remind myself, this is not about me. Whatever it is, it's about them. And so, you know, when my daughter was 12, we went on a tour across the U.S., across Europe. She was singing already. She was opening for Walk Off the Earth. And so we were sleeping on a bus. And at one point I turned to her and I'm like, Gabby, what are we doing here? And she said, no, mama, what are you doing here? I was born for this. And at that moment, it was like a matrix moment when you're like, oh, and you can see like the stuff flying past you. And that was a wake up call and an ego check for me where you're right. This is not about me. I'm here to support you. You know, we talk about a lot about life coaches online and everyone's got a life coach. I am my child's life coach. I am their 24 hour life coach. I'm on the sidelines cheering for them. I'm saying, you see that pothole there? Okay, this is what you could do there. But ultimately, it's your choice. And then there's consequences for your choices. And so it's really being there and watching them win and detaching and not making it about you or me or parents. I think that that is the the wisest thing you said of all the things. It's it's understanding that parenting isn't about us. It's about them. and being healthy enough and aware enough to know when you're actually making it about you instead of about your kids. And that's, that's the battle, right? I, I think that's one of the biggest battles that we face is um, letting go of baggage and letting go of trauma, which um, if I can just applaud you, you know, obviously you've overcome a lot to show up as the powerful parent that you are for your children. And you're saying no to the past and saying, I'm going to build my own future. And that's inspiring and just so incredible. I want to make sure that everybody who is listening understands and knows that Gabby just released her single. And let me just tell y'all, I love it. It's so beautiful. And it, it it has all of this stuff. It's about like unwavering support and friendship and, and, um, the bonds that, that tie us all together. And it's just such an encouraging song. It's called look at you now. And it just, it speaks to my soul. And I, and now having this conversation with you, I can see how some of the, the anthems in your family have come out even in this song and you just must be so proud. So tell everybody where they should listen to the song and anything else you want to share about what Gabby's doing. Absolutely. You can go to any musical platform. You can go to Spotify. It's under Gabriella B. It's called Look at You Now. Our son also Roberto Burgos has uh, a song coming out shortly. Uh, they're creating their own music, their music writing now. And so this is the next stage. And hopefully, you know, in true AB style with integrity, we can now evolve into creating music that also fulfills you, that's 
speaks to your soul, that feeds your soul. And that, you know, together we can just make the world a better place, either through videos, through music, through podcasts, whatever it is. Incredible. All right, guys, you got to go listen to it, download it. If you have gotten any value from this conversation that we have had, which I know you did, I just, I know you did. So go to Spotify. Let's give some support to the B family and to Gabby. And uh, it's just so worth it because it's such an incredible song. Uh, so thank you so much for tuning in and for listening today. I hope that you got so much value. And if so, I would love to invite you to go ahead and leave a rating and a review on this podcast. Um, but even more importantly, I want you to go check out the B family and just keep following what they're doing and creating. They are true creators. And so I know I have a lot of entrepreneurs that um, listen to this podcast. And I just want to encourage you, like if you want to inspire your kids, if you want to inspire that part of you, uh, I find the content that they create create to be incredibly inspiring because as entrepreneurs, what are we doing? We're creating ideas that we have in our head that don't exist in reality. And we're pulling them out and we're creating reality. And that's what they've done over and over and over. Have an idea, create it, have an idea, create it. So I just want to encourage you guys, go check them out, follow them. And Rosanna, Thank you so much from the bottom of my heart. This has been absolutely incredible. One of my favorite podcasts I've done so far. So I just appreciate you coming on and thank you so much. Thank you, Stephanie. Wishing you all the best with your podcast and all the families listening. It's all about the kids. And so let's do our very best for them. Absolutely. I truly hope you enjoyed our episode today on the Powerful Parenting Journey podcast. Make sure to hit follow and subscribe so that you don't miss out on any upcoming episodes. You're not going to want to miss a thing. I promise. If you were impacted by this episode, do me a favor and leave a review with a comment. I read every one of them and I also pass them along to our guests. If this episode made you think of someone, go ahead, take a screenshot and share this episode with them or post it on your social media to share with friends. You can catch the show notes for this episode and any mentioned links at powerfulparenting.com forward slash podcast. If you want to see more behind the scenes with me and my guests, be sure to find me on Instagram or Facebook. It's where we can have deeper conversations on these podcasts. Take care. And remember, it's not about being a perfect parent. It's about taking each day and working on showing up powerfully for our kids. They deserve it. And you are the parent for the job. See you on the next episode.